Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we've got another really great comedy release for 2023, which is great for comedy in general because it feels like there's such a lack of genuinely quality comedy movies at the box office. Even like even crappy quality comedy movies. I'm like we're used to I feel like in years past getting a dredge of just overly not explicit but just overly done clearly just like potty humor whatever I'm like I don't know I'm like there's always a Will Ferrell comedy that you could look forward to there were always kind of subsets of like okay well Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are doing this there were you know at one point Phil Lord and Chris Miller doing the 21 Jump Street movies so in the past 10 years Weirdly, I feel like we've really gotten away from just genuinely enjoyable comedy films. Jennifer Lawrence has already proved us wrong and has delivered for us this year with no hard feelings. And it's only fitting that we follow that a week or two later with Adele Lim's Joyride, which is, by all accounts, a film by Asian women, about Asian women, discussing... Everything from what it's like to grow up as an Asian in America and what it's like when anybody tries to return to their roots and really discover where they came from and understanding some of that world as well. Joyride was not the movie that I expected it to be. And I say that in the best possible way because this film surprised me on a really emotional level and a storytelling level that... While it borrows from some of the best rom-drom tropes, does not always see itself trying to fit everything quite perfectly, and, you know, everything's going to be the best, happiest ending, and, you know, even if the worst thing happens, we're going to figure it out, and everything will be all right in the end. It's not a film that's necessarily concerned with tying up, not loose ends, but tying up certain things in the story where you're really worried about it. You're like, God, I hope that this, you know, you're like, I I bet because this is a movie, everything's going to be all right in the end or everything's going to be fine as we move through it. And that really wasn't the case here. And obviously I think that leaves a lot of room for some really comical moments. Some really, really smart and terrific comedy is just full to the brim in this film. So, I mean, the audience that I saw it with, at an early screening, not only was really diverse, just in terms of, you know, everyone from 18-year-olds to 85-year-olds were there, and there were a few moments where I was like, I I saw the trailers, I know this is going to be raunchy, I don't think any of us expected the sincerity and the heartfelt core of this movie, but there were some really raunchy moments in a great hard-R film that you would expect, you know, I was kind of looking around, I'm always, I'm always eyeing, I'm always just kind of gauging, like, okay, is this too much for a general audience, is this, you know, what's grandma gonna think of this if she happens to bring her friends to this movie, and, you know, outside of a couple moments, this movie killed, I mean, the theater loved it, there were so many moments where the audiences were laughing for minutes at a time, and then shortly thereafter, feeling a wave of emotions, and just genuine sincerity from this cast and, and the discussions that they're kind of having 
whether it's about race and your place in the world and all sorts of stuff like that. Joyride's directed by Adele Lim, who is one of the writers on Crazy Rich Asians. She also was a writer on Raya and the Last Dragon for Disney. The film stars Ashley Park as Audrey. She's a Grammy and Tony-nominated actress uh, from California. She's been in Emily in Paris. Uh, the terrific series Beef from Netflix. The film also stars Sherry Cola as Lola, who you can find in Good Trouble, in Claws. She's also been in the, she was in the Transformers Earthspark TV series. So Ashley and Sherry play longtime best friends, Audrey and Lola. The way they meet, you know, they're two of the only Asian girls in their white neighborhood. Lola comes from a traditional Asian family, grows up speaking Chinese. Her parents run a Chinese restaurant, whereas Audrey was adopted by two white loving parents who raised her in a non-traditionally Chinese way, you know, just raised her as they would their own daughter. So the two grow up and are best friends. And, you know, eventually we kind of see them through the years and we meet up with them kind of in their late 20s, early 30s. Audrey's a lawyer and Lola is an artist who specializes in certain phallic and uh, autonomy-based art we're just gonna say she makes some really interesting body parts into art <laughs> and and yeah that, that's kind of her thing you know she's clearly maybe a little less serious than audrey doesn't want to work for her parents who run the restaurant still and audrey at this point is a successful lawyer she's really devoted herself to to working hard and establishing her place in this world and so when she's tasked with going to china to close a business deal she needs to bring lola with her because she doesn't really speak Chinese. She's going to need a translator. And, of course, why not bring your best friend on a business trip? As long as they can behave themselves. And along the way, we learn that Lola and their friend Deadeye, played by Sabrina Wu, is going to be joining their trip only to, to branch off and go do some other stuff once they get there. Or so we're told. But once they get to China, they're also going to meet up with their friend Kat who was Audrey's roommate in college, who's played by Stephanie Shu, who many of you know from her uh, her role as Jobu in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. One of my favorite, probably supporting performances, and just performances in general, of all of last year. Uh, she is just freaking phenomenal. And it was really, really great to see her showcase a lot of her comedy, especially in this film. So once we kind of have our, our group of four, all these different Asian women from all sorts of backgrounds here to help Audrey, the underlying emotion kind of comes from the fact that Audrey never knew her birth mother. All she really had was a photo of her that she never shared, but because she doesn't really speak or read Chinese, she never realized that on the back of that photo was the adoption agency that she came from. So, as hilarious as a lot of this girl's trip kind of becomes, just as far as late nights drinking, hanging with the Chinese basketball team, and anything in between, there really is this story of self-discovery, these conversations of, oh, well, you know, you're Chinese, but, you know, you're American Chinese. You don't speak Chinese, so you're not really 
a Chinese woman, you know, we, we're just going to call you an American because that's, that's what you are. That's what you grew up as. You know, you don't know our cultures. You don't eat our food, all of these things. And, and, you know, it really touches on the fact that as human beings, obviously we don't have any control over where we're born, who we're born to, who we are raised by, the environment that we grow up in. You know, we are all a product of our environment, like it or not, unfortunately, and that really skews things for a lot of people in terms of creating these generalizations of, oh, well, you know what? You grew up in a white neighborhood, so you might as well be white, whether you're black, whether you're Asian, you know, whether you're Hispanic, all sorts of stuff. And then there's the, the inverse, you know, when you are the outlier in these places, you know, it also looks at the fact that, oh, you know, white people in some of these countries, it's like, oh, there, you know, there's not a lot of white people here. And so it's you know, like some mystic figure, this young white woman. And it's like, oh, she could probably get away with anything because that's just what Americans do. And they're always trying to do some sketchy stuff. And, and there's all these, you know, there's really subtle and then sometimes very on the nose discussions and comments about race. Many things that, you know, everyone has probably said probably thought at one point in time, whether good or bad, generalizations that unfortunately in human, as human beings, we can't help but make sometimes. Um, and understanding though where those might come from, some of these biases, some of it based on the fact that, oh, you know, I don't really have a large cultural worldview and I've never been outside of my own people and I've never put thought into what it must be like to be the only person who looks like me in an overwhelming majority, whether it's at school, whether it's in your own town, whether it's at college. You know, I think it gets a little bit easier at college because that diversity pool starts to expand a little. You get a lot more of everybody from all around the world. And it's, you know, I think one of the best things about leaving home and getting out somewhere where everyone's just trying to discover who they are and understanding their place in the world and so joyride just in so many ways really really worked for me on every level i mean i really really think this is a genuinely hilarious film but i also think that the story and the the path that these girls follow is really important is hilarious but serves a larger purpose. And in the end, I mean, I walked away feeling like, wow, that was way more than just a comedy film, but that had some genuinely beautiful, beautiful moments discussing friendship, belonging, um, and really coming to terms, though, too, with, you know, maybe this is who I am and I shouldn't be ashamed of this person. You know, people should want to get to know me. People should be okay with the version of me that I am and I just I'm color me impressed Adele Lim really really fantastic job with the direction kind of having fun playing into to some certain not tropes but you know there's certain moments where they they embrace a little bit of k-pop when we're talking about multiculturalism and all of these different descendants of yes we may be from asia but that doesn't mean all asian people are the same you could be from a lot of different places you've got the japanese you've got the koreans you've got vietnamese i mean you know 
the list goes on. And, you know, a lot of people can broadly assume that they're all the same type of people over in Asia. But obviously you'd be a damn fool if you were to believe that. Um, and I mean, Adele Lem just really, really fantastic direction, really entertaining and enjoyable in a lot of ways too. That plays to understanding the traditions and the, the media culture of these places as well. Um, and before we wrap up, Something that has been going around on Twitter especially that I found both entertaining and also just nonsensical. There's a, a critic by the name of Lights Camera Jackson who for years has had a YouTube, you know, he, he was one of these like, you know, child critics, had his own YouTube show that I'm sure his parents or whomever were helping him run. Um, you know, I'm not totally going to discredit the the time that he's put into watching film and reviewing it but his takeaway as a younger you know he's younger than I am he's probably like early 20s white guy his takeaway from this movie was wow this movie hates white people there's a ton of male objectification going on and it's just you know this is a really mixed bag it's almost it can almost be skewed as racist towards white people and just all this nonsense that I feel like we really only see from especially female-led films and I could name I would need hundreds of hands to think of all of the movies and name all of the movies I've watched where a woman exists solely as the object of the male's desire or, you know, this beautiful woman's going to come into the scene for two minutes. We're going to get the up and down from her legs all the way up to the neck, up to the hair, whatever. You know, this woman, her only purpose is to serve as a love interest, a sexual desire, whatever it is for a guy. Uh, you know, fast times at Ridgemont High, we're getting out of the pool in the red bikini. I mean, I know for men and women, you know, these are, I'm not going to say great scenes. I don't want to. I'm not trying to reveal too much here, but, you know, I think there is definitely a time and a place for, I'm not going to call it objectification, we'll just call it appreciation for the human body and <laughs> human anatomy. Because um, that's, that's, you know, there's tasteful ways to do it and there are distasteful ways to do it. And so on the odd occurrence that we get a mostly female-led film from actors to directors, producers, writers. You know, the fifth time that we've had a movie where women are watching a guy come out of a pool in slow motion, taking his shirt off, and you see his abs and just how ripped he is, and he's got this long, flowing Fabio hair. You know, if you're going to cry and complain about that, like if that's male objectification, and like for you, that's like some sin against humanity, like, oh my god, I can't believe we're seeing a man's chest, and women are drooling over this, this is so, like, god, these people hate men, and they're just, men are more than just an object, I'm like, dude, if anything, that really reveals to you, like, oh, now just think about being a woman, now just think about, like, oh, you know, this, this is only, like, the third or fourth time that I've seen guys portrayed like this, but, that was, that was kind of messed up, you know? Huh. Huh. Pause for a second there. 
I'm sure you're thinking like, well, I wonder how, I wonder how women feel when they sit through movies and they just see senseless objectification. And Joyride's objectification, this is not senseless. I wouldn't even call it objective. Like, it's just, it's just some good looking guys taking their shirts off or looking good. And the women are like, damn, these guys are hot. H-O-T-T, hot. And there's nothing wrong with that. Especially in the confines of a comedy film. Uh, You know, definitely some sex comedy elements here. There's a lot of raunch, you know. But it, it serves the narrative. It's never anything that's like, oh god, these filmmakers just hate men. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And this like, oh, the film hates white people. Like, no. The film is literally about two Asian women who grew up in a predominantly white area. And so their commentary, whether, you know, I know a lot of people get offended because of like white people don't like spices or white people, you know, they, they don't season their food properly. And I'm just saying, by and large, they don't. You know, I'm, I'm not to feed into stereotypes, but, you know, as someone who spent a lot of time in the South and then lives in the Northwest now, I can tell you wholeheartedly, yeah, it's a little bit different down there. When you get a little bit of culture, when you actually have diversity in where you live, when you've got multiple kinds of foods, drinks, all sorts of ingredients that are around, you know, what you eat and your taste buds and everything, it's just totally, totally different. So up here in the Pacific Northwest, I know a lot of white people who are probably like the white people in this movie, and that's fine. Again, we are just a product of where we're from. And if teasing, again, like, you know, and again, you know, this may upset people, I don't know. It's really hard to, for me, I feel like, be racist towards white people or really feel like, oh, like, as a white person, I'm so offended, and I'm really, like, I feel like a black person who was just called the worst possible name that you could call a black person, or an Asian person called the worst thing you could call an Asian person, a Jewish person, the worst thing you could call that. I, You know, anybody who's like, oh, I can't believe I was called a cracker. Oh, my goodness. You know, if that's the worst thing that you could be called as a white person, I think that really speaks words, and so you kind of need to get out of your cocoon a little bit and understand that there are lots of ways and walks of life in this country and around the world and while all of our experience is unique there are some universal truths that just happen to exist about where you may come from so maybe like this film you need to confront some of those things and do a little digging as well and just embrace multiculturalism (laughs) embrace the unknown and Rather than look at this film as like, ah, oh, you know, here, here's a movie about four Asian women. God, can't we get movies about white people anymore? It's like, you know, the conversations just befuddle me. But Joyride does not. Joyride makes sense. This is a brilliant, hilarious, and heartfelt movie that all audiences should see. It is welcoming. It is unabashed and unforgiving in its humor. And it's just a great time at the movies. And again, it invites you into a world you might not be familiar or too comfortable with. And it asks you to sit with it for just a little bit of time and laugh with it, embrace it, frown at some of the things that might not always be great. You know, I mean, not all stereotypes are great. Not everything about having a big family is great. Maybe when it comes to 
grandmas judging your appearance, commenting on your weight, you know, that's, that feels like a universal thing to me, maybe. But obviously, you know, we see it through all of these different people and the way that they grew up. And it's just, I mean, this is such an entertaining time at the movies. So leave your biases at home. Go in with an open mind and an open heart and an open conscience, and just revel and laugh and have a great time with Joyride like I did. This is, I mean, I love, love, love being surprised and finding something that really speaks to me in a way that I had no thoughts that it would. So there you go. We're two for two for great comedies this year. And hopefully we just keep it rolling. Thanks again for listening, y'all. And we'll see you next time.